0: I become all things for all men, so that by some means, some might know Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I should be seated. When I was younger, I I wrote songs. And I think I wrote songs primarily as a way of therapy and there was just a moment there 28 29 years old i had met some people who were singer songwriters for a living and i was watching what they do and i had this idea that maybe i should i should go for it I should take my shot and so i approached my wife and i said um, you know thinking about quitting my job and becoming a, a singer songwriter why are you laughing <laughs> And she said, I don't want to tell you no. I want to tell you blank no. <laughs> because there's no annuity. There's no dental. There's no, you know, you get the picture. Um, but over those years in, in crafting songs, every once in a while, uh, you get what Tom Petty described as, you don't write a song, you're given a song. And one of the lyrics that, uh, that has, rose, has risen off the page for me over the years was this. I've learned to speak... Out of both sides of my mouth, it makes me weak. It makes me think I can maintain a fragile peace, because blessed are you when you try. And then I just I've always love that line. thought about singing it this morning in the podium, but I it was, you know. Anyway. Be true to yourself. Don't change who you are to accommodate other people. This is a commonly known and held wisdom. And at the center of it is this idea of integrity. Be who you are. Be true to who you are. If I tell you one thing about something that we're discussing, and then I move over to another group of people, and I say something else, isn't this a form of lying? Really? Right? Except maybe it's even more insidious. It's uh, misleading people with the sense of who you are when you talk to them. It's what you might call a meta-lie. How can you ever trust anything anyone ever says to you if this is how they operate? We associate this with politicians. This practice more than any other. Trying to connect to the broadest number of people, the broadest number of different kinds of people. And it, it's tough to get uh, you, people think politicians to speak frankly about what they think. And often they will get caught saying one thing to one person and one thing to another. My mother, years ago, uh, in a conversation, and I don't think she was trying to be complimentary, she said, you know, you really should run for office. (laughs) And I said, oh, mother, I'm in politics, trust me. So if somebody says you sound like a politician, I don't think they're complimenting you most of the time. Um, They're calling you a phony. Now, I think this is sad because the word politics really, in in its etymology, really is a positive thing. It's suggesting what is the manner in which we negotiate each other and we learn to live together in community. I think one of the ways that we do that is we reach across lines that divide. And how we do that with integrity, that's the real trick. And so having said that, I completely get what the Apostle Paul wrote To the people in Corinth. To the Jews, I become as a Jew because I want to win Jews. And then he sort of repeats himself. He says, To those under the law, which for him was the Jewish law, I become as one under the law. And listen to this he says, Even though I myself am not under the law, I'm not like you, but I'm going to act as if I am like you because I have an agenda in our relationship. That doesn't sound positive, does it? This is tricky. We respect the scriptures because we believe that God's message or truth is sort of contained within them. And so we generally agree that God is located in there somewhere. And so we want to give Paul, I hope, some benefit of the doubt but if we extract this way of thinking about relating other people out, if we extrapolate it out and we disconnect it from anything sort of like high-minded or noble, it seems like it's just shady practice, right? Now, I have no doubt that there are many of you here today in your job or your work or life, you are in sales in some way. Is that, is that probably a pretty good chance of that? I'm in sales, I sell the idea of Jesus In a relationship with God But for those of you who do this who This is an aspect of your work I'd be curious to find out What the level of temptation exists for you To, to do this shape shifting As you interact with people Because you want to get the sale I discovered years ago That I am I catch myself doing this I'm a mimic Do you do this? I don't do it in a mocking way, it's not, it's not derisive, I, but I catch myself when I'm interacting with someone sort of like, like doing them, doing you, I guess. Uh, if someone's standing like this when they're talking, I find myself doing that, right? Or if they shift to their hands on the side, I'll shift yes. my hands and the side. Watch yourself and see if you do this when you're interacting with folks. But even beyond that, I also find myself sort of being a collector of a wide variety of experiences or ideas, or you know, I, I want to read about things. For instance, this is a confession. I, I really, really debated whether to say this. Don't be worried, Dean Churchwell. It's not controversial. I don't. I'm not particularly a sports ball person, <laughs> and that's problematic because in our culture, our students. Right, Beckett? Is Beckett over there? Yeah. People love sports. And so I try, I record it on my DVR to watch ESPN because I want to know all the things. Here's the other confession. I'm really excited about the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, it's all the, you know, it's like a little bit of a mini drama. That's not really like good sportsman, you know, thinking. I become a sports fan because I want to connect. And somewhere for me, I want to connect because I want people to maybe have the chance of opening up a conversation about how God or Jesus can actually be um, meaningful to that person. And so I watch ESPN. To the Jew, I become as a Jew. To the Greek, a Greek. To the weak, I become weak. Interesting. I've become all things to all people so that by all means I might save some. And I do it for the sake of the good news so that I might share its blessing. I'm not trying to be contrary, but I really do take issue with this. I think this is one of those things in our spiritual life that we have to thread needles. Does this mean that in order to bring people to God, I need to become something that I am not? To present myself to you as someone who I am not. And said another way, if you you knew somebody was studying up on the things you love and care about because they wanted to share their religion with you, would you be a little creeped out? The answer may be one that I don't like, but it's found in the example of Jesus, God in the flesh, The gospel we read today says that in the evening at sundown, he would say to his apostles, what's next? Where are we going to go next? What's the next town? I want to heal the sick. I want to cast out demons. I want to bring good news. And they would move to the next set of towns proclaiming their message. God in their midst. Jesus wants people to know about God's love for them. He wanted us us to know this so badly that he altered himself. He became something. That he was not. In the book of Philippians, where Paul is writing from jail, he says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And then he breaks out into song lyrics. He says this, For though he was in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but he emptied himself and taking on the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus God, in human form, reached across the lines that divide, out of love for people that God wanted to connect with us. <clears throat> I hope we want people to be interested in the good news that Jesus brings. It's probably why we like seeing different kinds of people in our community. We want that. Right? Children for those who have children, youth for those who have youth, you know, you know the drill. Young adults, etc. Father Everett uh, Lees from Christ Church Tulsa uh, recently conveyed a story about a visitor who visited his church. They're a really dynamic church growing like ours. But the the visitor said to him, you know, your church doesn't have enough old people. (laughs) He said that about an Episcopal church. They wanted to see themselves in the community Right? That's that initial anxiety. They wanted to see if there was someone like them. Be all things to all people so that by all means we might win some to Christ's mercy. When God became human, this was an expression of his love for us, reaching across the lines that divide. And so as we leave the sermon and the service today, I'm going to leave with you to decide the duplicitousness of this. Is it holy?